This is the Metaphysical Connection Paranormal News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for the weekend of March 16th and 17th, 2019. And I'm your host, Eric Render King Fisk. This week we discuss creepy love songs from the 1970s that wouldn't be made in the era of the Me Too movement. Anti-Semitism in a paranormal Facebook group, the government cover-up and conspiracy that was revealed in the leak of the DOJ's Lisa Page testimony from last summer, and the celebrity college cheating scandal. And we also feature Jay's weird seduction voice. Don't forget that you can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keep this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the Patreon link and for a mere dollar a month, you can get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Special thanks to all of you who are already contributing. And finally, a special shout out to all of you, our listeners and subscribers. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're looking kind of lonely, girl. Would you like someone new to talk to? Ah, oh, yeah, all right. I'm feeling kind of lonely, too, if you don't mind. Can I sit down here beside you? Oh yeah, alright If I seem to come on too strong I hope that you will understand I say these things cause I'd like to know If you're as lonely as I am And if you'd mind Sharing the night are you listening to so you know that I listen to Bill Barr, right? Apparently, yeah. So Bill Barr is a comedian who has his own podcast. And he was talking about how back in the 1970s, you would have these, these crazy, sappy songs. Because the 60s was awful. Oh, yeah. And you had these horrible things. Like, you could actually, like, watch on TV. The president get his brains blown out while he's in a car ride. And then when the 70s rolled around, people were like, you know what, to hell with all of this, um, you know, controversy, all this heavy stuff. And it's like in the 70s, just had these crazy pop songs. And it was just like, songs like Dr. Hook sharing the night together. It's like one of those songs where you you couldn't release that these days as a pop song, because it is kind of overtly... It's a it's a song about a guy sexually harassing a girl that he met at the bar. If you stop and think about it, <laughs> it, it is like you just walk up, which is basically what he's saying. <laughs> Together, woo, yeah, yeah. My gosh, so, so, that is true. Holy shit, that is creepy. As, as the kids say today, that's creepy AF. <laughs> nah, together, whoa. So I just thought, and I, I just thought it was funny how um, you listen to these comedians talk about songs that we grow up with, and the, they, they look at it in the light of what's going on, like in the Me Too movement. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So, so uh, Carol came home. And after I was listening to the Bill Barr podcast while I was 
<laughs> well, I was on my route, and I was I said this something about this on Facebook. I said I want to play this song, and I want to change the lyrics with my wife. You know, sharing the night together. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Folding laundry and catching up on BBC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making your dinner and yelling at the kids. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> get the fuck to bed so we can get some sleep before the morning light oh, whoa whoa oh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, alright first it, of all you need lyrical assistance because that was all over the place but because <laughs> no, it's intentionally bad Jay I think oh, yeah, one no, of those inten- no, it's intentionally bad whoa whoa yeah yeah I'm saying that all a- after listening so the thing is is like um, when you're done listening to uh, News of the Week with Jay Cousino. Go over and listen to <laughs> Bill Barr, and that's comedy gold right there. And get inside the <laughs> the inside the, the the mind of the man who created F is for Family on Netflix. And a lot of what he says in his podcast makes its way into into that TV show. So I, before we that, get, I, yeah, that is hilarious. That's a hilarious fucking show, by the way. That is. That is, that is genuinely just funny as hell it's funny as hell but it's also a documentary about what it was like growing up in the 70s and 80s yeah and he also um in the show he actually captures what it felt like growing up as as a kid and you know you kind of get to see it from our perspective anyway you get to see it from our parents side a little bit too oh yeah like you know hey this is how they were raised so they felt kind of they may not have agreed with it or they may have agreed with it but either way they still felt kind of trapped into the you know the the world that they were in so yeah so i think one of the things i really wanted to start the show before we talk about the the meaty topic that we wanted to um people ask me all the time what are what what are our podcasts about and i have been saying well we do commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks and people are like, yeah, yeah, I can really get into that. And people subscribe like while they're on the fly when I'm talking to my passengers. And I thought, well, why don't we talk about some some pop culture and current events this Thursday, like we always do. And one thing that people had said is that they want to talk about, they want to hear us talk about at least one item of news about the paranormal and supernatural. All right. And I thought to myself, I belong to quite a few groups that I like to uh, spam on Facebook. I, and I like to post links to um, our podcasts if the topic is appropriate. Like we had a, a show last week about celebrity cults, Michael Jackson's accusations. And I did not post this link on the UFO, ancient aliens, ancient civilizations, because it's not appropriate. I, I didn't think it was appropriate. Uh-huh. Um, one of the groups that I belong to, the moderator has a list of things that he doesn't tolerate, things that he doesn't, he does not want on his Facebook group. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of cool with that. And he, and things that he, <laughs> he will not like, don't, doesn't promote promote doesn't like us um people like me 
And of course, it's hard for me to actually get. Here we go. John Coleman at his UFO and conspiracies group says that this, this is what they will not tolerate. Well, first of all, we talk about any and all reptilians, ETs, UFOs, and any other type of conspiracies. Okay? He's kind of got his base covers right there. That's what we talk about. You will not tolerate promoting flat earth rudeness disrespecting other people's religions racism non-group related posts okay all right oh i I find it ironic that he mentioned flat earth and rudeness one immediately right after the other i I and i have no problem being rude to flat earthers most people don't i think that's why he put it that way right (laughs) so the thing is is that then um let me think here. Around maybe 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, he posted this. Rabbi tells shocking secrets about who was over 9-11 and who runs the bank and countries, quote, feeling pissed off, unquote. And then he posts this link to this ridiculous video. Jews put human meat in McDonald's and worships Satan. Can you think of a Well, more- at least that doesn't violate any of his own terms i mean that's certainly not a conspiracy theory i mean that's proven fact that's why it's been on the cover of new york times and cnn and fox news and bbc um that doesn't smack of any form of anti-semitism or racism oh yeah oh my god oh yeah Uh, so i thought that i would use this platform metaphysical connection news of the week with jason cousineau to just call and I will be posting this on his on his site. You know, John Coleman sees this YouTube video, and I didn't bother to watch it. I didn't bother to click on it because I don't want I don't want to give it any any time that it it, it deserves. It doesn't deserve any time. It doesn't deserve my time at all. Mm-hmm. But he sees this YouTube video, and all of a sudden he's a believer. He watches this one YouTube video about Jews putting human meat in McDonald's and they worship Satan. And he's and, and some of the posts after that, he's like, he's serious, I guess. He seriously believes that this is true, that this is what Jews do. How could you be any more disgusting than that? That's anti-Semitism. Well, here's the thing, right? Yeah. If you honestly believe it, obviously it's not a conspiracy theory. How could you believe that, though? It was a very persuasive video, Eric. I, I, I get, I'll have to take, I will watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. It just, it, it's one man's conspiracy theory is another man's earnest belief and truth. You know, truth can be subjective. There's the subjective truth and the objective truth. Subjectively, we can all look at Hillary Clinton and say, that is a woman. Right. <laughs> That's an objective truth. It is a fact of life, right? right? Subjectively, some people look at Hillary Clinton and they see a person who is worthy of admiration, who is a a highly intelligent person who is just has nothing but the greater good and everyone's best interests at heart and is self-sacrificing. Whereas other people look at her and say, she's a cast iron bitch who probably uses a strap on on bill whenever (laughs) she can. You know, I mean... Those are subjective truths because they don't have anything to do with the objective truth. You know what I mean? And that's where conspiracy theories come in, and that's where it gets really fun. It's, it, Especially it, it, like we were, we were joking about the uh, the flat earthers, right? Right. 
flat earthers are a lot of fun, especially the ones that are honest, earnest believers. Right. Because if someone believes something like that, there's no end of fun you can have with them. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that you can say to them that will convince them that they are really messed up. There is something about that right. that is just like, the fact that you actually believe that may really, it, it, it's, it's concerning. Honestly, it, 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 it is. Well, like, I, I've told you about my friend who, who is convinced that we never landed on the moon. Right. Absolutely convinced. And there's nothing you can say that is going to change his mind. Nothing. Not a single thing you can say is going to change his mind. So, you know, what are you going to do with that? How can you, know, you have a as, conversation? Because he's with my friend, of course, we, we give each other shit all the time. So, But yeah. how can you have a conversation with somebody like that? I mean, well, you can. You just don't bring up whether you landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a fine, perfect example on 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 our end is that I have read a lot of books on the topic of ancient civilizations and ancient aliens, and I am convinced that either one or two things it is true. And you look, you look at the pyramids that they're finding all over the globe now. You have to acknowledge the fact that ancient civilization here on Earth was far more advanced than we currently give them credit for. You, that is, the, the pyramids is a proof of a, a technology that's far more advanced than we could possibly imagine. You look at how well, the pyramids were built, and unless my yeah, my favorite theory about this is um, when you look at like Machu Picchu, yeah. especially the South American ones, where they have these massive, huge granite blocks that are in these really weird Tetris-like shit configurations. Right, and you're talking several tons. Right, each block is like ten tons or something ludicrous like that. That they decided they were going to throw on their backs and hike up a mountain to get to the top of the mountain because, you yeah. know, it's a real pretty view. And they're going to put these rocks in place like they're playing a giant fucking game of ten Tetris with 10-ton right. blocks, right? Right. And they, you know, you look at that and there's a part of you that says, well, why the hell would they build the wall like that? Well, it stood the test of time. There's been earthquakes, right. blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And, and it, they're still just as tightly packed as they were. Okay, I can buy that, but normally if you're doing something like that, you put in a pattern or something right. so that you can you can form each block as you're cutting it out of the bedrock, and then you haul it up there and you can put it in place. You don't have to worry so much about, well, right. where does this block go versus compared to that block? Yeah. And the, the one thing that I saw is this guy kind of fixated on how there's these little odd blobs that stick out on the side of these rocks. And he's ultimately convinced, absolutely convinced, that they melted the granite into liquid form and then hauled them up that way and set them in place. And then those little bulbs sticking out are where the right. seams of the bags were that they poured the liquid concrete into, or the liquid um, liquid granite yeah. into. Do you know how hot you have to get li granite to liquefy it? A couple hundred degrees or a couple thousand degrees? I have no fucking idea. It's hot, All I though. know is we I've never heard of anyone liquefying granite before. That involves a technology that we just don't have right now in the in the here and now, Jay. Exactly. That's a fact. Exactly. 
if, now, if that's how if that's how they did it, that's a technology that we don't have. That's proof right. of an advanced if, civilization. If, they, if that's how they did it. If that's how the they other did thing it. is the Sphinx, right? Yeah, the Sphinx is. There's a no, geologists look at the Sphinx and say there's no way that that is just as old as everything else because all of the weathering patterns on it. That thing was was subjected to heavy torrential rain. That's weathering. Yeah. The thing was either submerged at one point or was subjected to regular rainstorms because that's the kind of weathering you get. So geologists are actually arguing with Egyptologists and they're saying, so the Sphinx is, has to be older than that because yeah. we know for a fact the Sahara had did not get that kind of weather at the time the Egyptians were there. Right. So, so there's no way. It, it has to be far older than that. And they're like, well, how old? Well, 12,000 years. At least older. maybe. At least, you know, at maybe, least, maybe more than that, because, you know, you can't really date rock like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I love looking into these things. I don't know how much of it I believe, to be honest with you. I personally think that um, human civilization is older than what we've been told. Right. Archaeology uh, yeah. is unwilling to change their views on that they're yeah. unwilling to say it's possible there might have been older civilizations but this is what we think based on what we know instead they don't present it like that they present it as these are the facts hard cold facts nothing anything that does not lie in with what we've already laid out is complete and total bullshit yeah. you know yeah and my personal favorite of that is that like Places like Stonehenge and shit were actually built by giants. Uh, I like I like that theory of giants. Yeah, yeah. I it's read a, too much fantasy novels. That's why I like the theory of giants. But it's a fu <laughs> it's a fun theory. And it is. I don't it think, really. Is. I don't think that we're going out and saying. I don't, I don't think that we're saying Stonehenge was was put together by giants. We're saying it's a conspiracy theory. Right, that, it's that's a how it was it's, done. It's a guess because right. it makes as much sense as anything else anyone's put out. Exactly. Yeah, we've they our, our ancient people lifted up, you know, thirty ton rocks using the wood that's available on Glastonbury Tor. Right. And from the pictures I've seen on Google Earth of Glastonbury Tor, they apparently were able to do this with a lot of grass because I don't see a whole lot of trees there. But 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 there may have been vast forests around that region that aren't there anymore because they cut the trees down to move the rocks for stone edge true you could but you the could, hardest the strongest wood in england yeah. is oak yeah damned english oak to quote <laughs> what's his name in the <laughs> in that fucking robin hood movie yeah damned english oak yeah english oak is not capable of lifting that much weight yeah that we know and, of. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, let's we've just, been, I mean, yeah. some people have, have, they've, you know, you've got these people that build all these things and show how they could have done it. But the truth is we don't know how they've right. done it. So is that a theory? Yeah. Does that carry as much weight as a theory that there used to be a race of giants that lived on the earth and they were the ones that put it in place like they were like, you know, children playing with blocks? Maybe, Maybe it has a little more credibility than that, Maybe. but not much. I mean, Maybe. we don't know. Maybe. We don't know, and and the giant theory, the one, the thing I love about the giant theory is they say, 
you know, everyone says, well, if there were giants, how come we don't have any evidence of them? And to and- which the real conspiracy nuts will point out all of this shit that is actually, that they see as evidence of it. Right. And oh. it's like, all right. Yeah. And they're, and they're, I love and, it. And, you know, Walt Schnabel, my former co host, and I used to talk often about how the Smithsonian has suppressed evidence that the the past is far crazier and stranger and creepier than we could possibly imagine and that there are apparently there is apparently allegedly i'm not saying this is true allegedly they're hiding skeletons of giants somewhere in the secret vaults of the smithsonian outside of washington dc possa it you know I've, i've heard that yeah now, when it comes to Smithsonian, we know the Smithsonian is a big fan of hiding yeah. things that they don't want out there. Yeah. For example, they we know that they actively downplayed any suggestion that the First Nations people that were here before yeah. Europeans got here had any form of higher, quote unquote, higher civilization. Yeah. They did. They were all hunter gatherers and they lived nomadic lifestyles in spite of like the evidence of like Kohikia and, right. and other places that are showing that, well, actually they did have huge fucking cities. Right. And what about the Incans and the Mayas, the Mayan and right. all of those civilizations, you know, the Toltecs and the Olmecs, you know, um, there's a lot of evidence that they were a lot more sophisticated than they were given credit for. Right. And the Smithsonian is so bad about it. They actually had to open up an entire building dedicated to the native Americans. Yeah. And I've been there and I've toured it and I've got to be honest, not impressed. You know, they, they do mention that the government, the U S government violated every single treaty they ever made, except for, I think it's the Seminole Indians are the only tribe of native Americans. The U S government had a, never violated a treaty with, and that's because the Seminoles were smart enough to never actually sign a fucking treaty with them. Yeah. So yeah, but I so I get I get why people have these conspiracy theories, especially with an organization like the Smithsonian and the federal government. It's easy to have, you know, any government doesn't have to be the the U.S. government. Right. Either. It could be the Canadian government or, you know, I would say the Mexican government. But do they really have a government at this point? I mean, it's I don't really think just they a bunch do of anymore. drug dealers, isn't it? No, I, I think that everybody has been bought off by drug dealers to the extent that, the, the, the you know, like you listen to the testimony of who's the big drug kingpin that they just gave four consecutive life sentences to and a base oh yeah yeah yeah. he's um uh he had el got guapo or el gacho or something like that right and apparently he had spent like something like something some ridiculous like four million dollars in one month just bribing every single political official in mexico city and I, I, and I thought that that was staggering. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm probably goofing on the numbers, but it was. I remember listening to it and just thinking to myself, that's messed up. He had so much money that in a short period of time, he could yeah. bribe every political official. And he did <laughs> for an entire month while some investigation was going on. You know? Right. And And the thing is, and this is where... This is where you you look at what's going on and like Mexico, South America, and Africa. Yeah, 
I've really been just mistreated by the European nations, just completely and totally oh, mistreated sure. by them. And we're no better in the way we've treated them and, and dealt with them. Yeah. Um, well, we're justified. There's no because reason they have- why Mexico... Right. I was going to make a joke and say, and I want to make sure I get this joke out, and it is a joke. You know, I mean, of course we're going to mistreat them because they have our oil underneath their ground. I mean, what, right. what, what did you expect? And I mean that facetiously. Right. But at the same, well, yeah, but if if you go back a few hundred years, they're not talking about oil, though. They're talking about gold. Yeah. You know, um, I saw a thing on YouTube, so I know it's true. that. Yep was talking about this place called the White City that's in, I believe it's Honduras, if I'm remembering correctly, that supposedly there was so much gold that they had that they didn't consider it a precious metal at all. Right. They they used it for things like dishware and stuff like that was made out of gold because it's pretty. Yeah, of you course. Know? You know, and apparently, in I know in Honduras, there's a place they called the Indian City or Indian Hill in this one city of Honduras. And for 300 years, the citizens of the city, they all knew it was a Mayan temple. Yeah. They knew it was a Mayan pyramid that they had, they were just hiding it. They were all working together and hiding it and colluding together so that archaeologists couldn't get their hands on it because they saw what happened to all of the other places that got, you know, once they found out, you got the, first you had the treasure hunters go in there. Yep. And they just totally destroy the place. So there's no respectful treatment of the Mayans. And as a result, we also don't know as much about them as we think we do because the looters got there first. Yeah. And I want to say it was in the 90s that this city, there was an archaeologist who was living, who had moved down there and was working on this other dig somewhere. And the, a number of people in the city had befriended her and her husband. Yeah. And they trusted them. And they actually showed them the Mayan temple, and she and her husband have been excavating it ever since then. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it's a great example of how you know when you do things the right way, we actually learn a lot more. Right. But you—you got to wonder, you know, with all of the ground penetrating radar and shit that they're doing, they found. They have found cities in the Amazon that they didn't know existed. They're just hidden beneath the foliage. And there's some of them are in these really remote, almost impenetrable areas that no white man has ever been to before. Yeah. And they talk to the locals and the locals are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where the that's where the old people used to live. Right. You know? Yeah. But science does not give any credence to oral histories and they really should because there's starting to be a lot of examples right. of how the oral histories are actually really accurate yeah in, in many cases not all but many so yeah so talking about bias as it were um i don't think that we actually talked enough about the michael cohen hearings um what was it? Two weeks ago, the one yeah. the one thing that I did want to mention is that um, the Republicans Republicans kept repeating the same narrative over and over and over again. You're going to jail for lying, right? You're going to jail for lying. Well, how can we know that you're not lying now? That's a great way to taint <laughs> the testimony. But one of the things right? that I when I heard that when I heard Michael Cohen say that he set up a shell. LLC company 
to funnel money from Donald Trump through this LLC to Stormy Daniels so that his wife wouldn't find out about what he's doing. I literally pulled over the side of the road and sat there in shock, realizing that if my wife ever found out that I set up an LLC to funnel money from my boss to a woman he had an affair with, the crazy the, the crazy woman would kill me. I, I, I'd be dead if she found out that I did yeah, something like that. Would she really be crazy, though? I mean, would that really be a crazy no, thing to do? No, no. She's crazy about other things. Like, her taste in men is totally <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, but uh, we did not say enough about the, the everything that Michael Cohen had said. And I'm, I'm sort of like talking about Michael Cohen as sort of like a mental sorbet, as it were. Everything mm-hmm. that Michael Cohen had said and I, that, I had, that I heard made me like realize that politics is far dirtier and more corrupt and perverted than I could ever give it credit for. Like everything that Dick Morse was accused of doing and he turned around and he had said um, in many of his books, oh yeah, you think I'm sick? You think I'm perverted? Uh, You should read what Bill Clinton did that, that people don't know about and the crazy things that Hillary was all wrapped up in. Just when I think yeah. that they could could not get any more perverse, it's almost as if a politician says, hold my beer. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Sitting That's on, just wrong. Sitting on my desk here, I have this book, and I'm actually flipping through here. This is, this is a book from 2004. And this is, I'm not even sure what, what, huge thing was going why why did he why did dick morris write rewriting history and publish it back in 2004 there was something going on and i don't remember what it was but i remember 2004 let's see bush was president trying to remember what was what was what was so i think so and this is this is before this is four years before Hillary Clinton was going to run for president the first time. There was something happened in 2004 that's, that, that inspired him to publish this book. I think it would, could it, I don't, let me think. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to anyway. Re- anyway, yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's that important, but there was a reason. And, and, and I read this, and I read this book, and I was just like, it, either she's far more devious than we gave her credit for, or Dick Morris really knows how to lie. And he really knows how to conjure up a great BS story. And I'm wondering if, if, it's, a, if it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And so um, yesterday, and we're recording on um, March 14th. Hey, happy Pi Day, Jay. Yeah, happy Pi Day. Yeah. What do you, what, so what are you having today for Pi Day? Well, actually, there is a... A restaurant chain out here called Village Inn. All and right. for those of you in New England, the Village Inn is a lot like Friendly's, except with ice instead of having ice cream, they have pie. Okay. So I was thinking I might run there um today, maybe for dinner or something. Okay. If I have time. Yeah. 
And how about you? You doing anything special for pie day? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and get a blueberry pie for my family. Um, there you go. There we are. So um, and the the Twitterverse sort of blew up for two reasons yesterday. As I said, we're recording on Pi Day, March 14th. And um, Facebook crashed and Instagram crashed. And my Twitter feed and my um, text messages, people were sending me text messages, you need to do a quick Google search of Lisa Page. DOJ Lisa Page. Go right now to your computer right now and do a Google search, DOJ Lisa Page. And the big news of the day, other than the fact that um, Twitter crashed, is that, was it one state rep or two state reps released a testimony? Um, What I, um, rep... Rep. Doug Collins, Republican for and Georgia, John Radcliffe, and John Radcliffe released Lisa Page's testimony from July 13th and July 16th. Uh, I thought it was funny that it was Friday, July 13th, 2018, and in, you know, <laughs> insert your Friday the 13th theme song right here, and. Right. <laughs> um, and and of and of course, this is supposed to be all confidential. This is supposed to be on the hush hush. And um, all but the the news media, such as CNN, MSNBC, I believe. Um, and I was and I was just I was flabbergasted by all I was I was flabbergasted by who covered the news story and who didn't cover the news story. And I sent you a couple of links that I thought were. I, 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 how, how well, would you I describe just, this? I just Googled it again. And yep. if you go to Google and you Google DOJ Lisa Page and you click on the news tab, you will see Washington Examiner, CBS, Dallas, Newsmax, yep. One America News Network, Daily Mail, Fox News, KRCR TV, Fox News, Fox News yep. Insider, Washington Examiner, WND, ABC News. Funny how I don't see CNN no. reporting on this. The only thing that CNN did was they did their, quote, fact-checking on Trump's t- tweets about the Lisa Page transcripts that were released. And there were a lot of these is that um, the the I think that this headline from Town Hall says it all. Lisa Page, quote, yeah, Obama's DOJ killed the prosecution of Hillary Clinton, end quote. That's from that's from Town Hall. Yeah. And that's one of the news stories. That's one of the first news stories I read. And um, well, here's here's the here's my big thing on this. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, Obama's Department of Justice was accused of a lot of things. Right. Um, They were accused of, I believe, in the actual election, his primary, his first election, um, there was a, there was charges allegedly of voter intimidation going on at the polls, and then once the once Obama was in office, apparently uh, Eric Holder said, "We're not going to prosecute our own people." Yeah, which is like. 
basically an admission that it was their people that were engaging in voter intimidation. Yeah. Now, when he says our own people, does that mean is he talking about black people? Is he talking about his, their operatives of the campaign? I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't care. It's the fact that it, there's collusion going on between a government ch- agency charged with charged with upholding the law, refusing to do something. Right. You shouldn't. That should never happen. But it happens, and it happened. To be fair, it happens under Republicans and Democrats, right? Yes. But now we're finding out that Obama's DOJ killed the prosecution of Hillary Clinton. Well, One of the quotes yeah. that's in here, I don't know if it's this article. No, it's not this article. Where the hell is it? Well, you look for um, that. Can I, re- can I read this little bit from Town yeah. Hall? Lisa yeah, Pay- go ahead. Yeah. Um, stating again, Lisa Page, yeah, Obama's DOJ killed the prosecution of Hillary Clinton. This is was written by Katie Pavich, and she posted it March 13th yesterday. Yesterday, March 13th, 2019, at 1 p.m. Funny, it was right around the time that Facebook crashed. Hmm. <laughs> New testimony. Coincidence. From, yeah. New testimony from former FBI attorney Lisa Page, which was released by Republican Congressman John Radcliffe, shows the Department of Justice killed the prosecution of Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton before the FBI officially had a chance to refer her for charges. And there's a and on this is on spectator.org that I'm reading this from. Yep. And it's a quote from uh, John Radcliffe. A Republican representative from Texas, Ratcliffe says, okay, so let me, if I can, I know I'm testing your memory, but when you say advice you got from the department, you're making it sound like it was the department that told you you're not going to charge gross negligence because we're the prosecutors and we're telling you we're not going to. Miss Page, that's correct. So the DOJ flat out told the FBI, you can't charge gross negligence because if you, if because we are the prosecuting attorneys and we are not going to we're not going to press those charges. So if you accuse her of it, it's going nowhere. And apparently, as we all know from watching Law and Order, what they're what someone is charged with is determined by the prosecuting attorneys. It is not determined by law enforcement. Yes. Because the prosecution has to go to go to court with a case they can win. Right. So if we learn that from law and order and the DOJ is telling them we're not going to press charges for gross negligence. That's them basically telling the investigators, you don't. There's nothing you can do about it. I want to read this. And, yeah. Go ahead. Finish up. OK. Um, real quickly here. See if I uh, Lisa Page confirmed to me under oath that the FBI was ordered by the Obama DOJ not to consider charging Hillary for gross negligence in the handling of classified information. That runs contrary, this is back to town hall, that runs contrary to the statements made by former Attorney General Loretta Lynch, who said the department would take whatever the FBI recommends. And here's a, here's a side quote, or a sidebar. The FBI is investigating the private 
private server of Hillary Clinton used while Secretary of State or whether Clinton and her aides broke any laws in their handling of classified information. In bold text, Lynch said a team of career members of Justice Department and FBI will present her with recommendations on how to proceed once the investigations had concluded and that she plans to accept the guidance. According to Page, this is not true. It brings back the secret June 2016 tarmac meeting between former President Bill Clinton and Lynch. Days later, Clinton was let off for repeatedly mishandling top-secret classified information. Lynch maintains that the two simply discussed golf and grandchildren, right, and the FBI's criminal investigation into Hillary. A report from the New York Post states that a number of FBI agents believe a deal was struck and that agreement was made not to prosecute Hillary Clinton. And let me interject here. Loretta Lynch has to be one of the dumbest politicians in Washington. She, I mean, she must have known that when Bill Clinton was photographed going up the stairs into her airplane and then came back down a little while later with that shit-eating grin on his face, Loretta Lynch must have freaking known how awful this was going to look. If if anything that you say about Loretta Lynch is true, it's gross incompetence, and she did not realize the optics of this and how awful it was going to look. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Yeah? You're forgetting something. I always do. And that's perspective. I I often do. Because at at the time... What else was going on? What else had gone on? You had Obama was being billed as the first um, scandal-free president. Uh-huh. In spite of the aforementioned um, accusations of voter intimidation, in yeah. spite of Fast and Furious, in spite of a number of scandals that had occurred right. up to that point, nothing, nothing had stuck. Uh- that still does uh, not. That still does not absolve Loretta yes, Lynch. Yes, it does because you she thought so? she could get away with it. Oh, see, there you go. She thought she could get away with it. Oh, they'll believe whatever we tell them. So I'll just tell them we were just talking I about. I can't our believe that they're. I cannot believe that they're actually that stupid, though, Jay. It's not stupidity. It's arrogance. Okay, I'll give. Maybe I'll give you that. It's complete arrogance. It's not that they. It's not that they don't realize that it looks bad. They just realized. That, you know, hey, we got the press in our pocket. We can do whatever the fuck we want because no one's going to know anything except what the press tells. Because they had already gotten away with it. This happened in 2016, right? I I begrudgingly agree with you. Right? So that was, yeah. I mean, they had gotten away with it for five years at that point. They could do anything they wanted for five years and they knew, they knew nothing was going to come of it. Because that was what the past evidence had shown them. Yeah. So I don't think it was stupidity. I think it was just pure, sheer, unmitigated arrogance and complete hubris. They just knew they could get away with it. And they the truth is, they did. Because what's going to happen yeah. now? None of these people are in office. None of these people have anything to lose at this point. Right. All you can do is maybe throw them in club fed for the rest of their lives. So, hey, you got retirement. Right. There is no jeopardy of this coming out now. They have no jeopardies. 
This is not going to do anything. Yeah, it'll look bad in 50 years when historians get a hold of it, but... Who cares? We'll all be dead. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, exactly. who cares? I want to read this. And that's exactly yeah. it. I want to read this last paragraph. I don't know if it, this is. I, this might be the last paragraph I read from Town Hall. Further, Page's account contradicts sworn testimony given by fired FBI Director James Comey about the case. He said, underline slash underline he said under oath the fbi investigation team unanimously believed clinton shouldn't be prosecuted a number of fbi agents on the team reportedly believed based on the evidence that they had that clinton should have been referred for prosecution there were people under james comey who said hillary clinton should be prosecuted or reprimanded or something something should be made of this and of course, mm -hmm. Donald Trump had a field day on Twitter about this, which is neither here nor there. But I bet that he does feel a little vi a little vindication. Well, it's Donald Trump. He doesn't feel a little anything. Uh, you know. He's, he's, he's all or nothing, baby. Yeah. That's just the way he is. He's all or nothing. He's completely vindicated in his own mind. He's pretty binary. He's either zero or 11. He goes from he really zero is. to 11. Yeah, he does. He does which is horrifying in some ways, but yeah. But there, but we're going to link on our show page um, for this and people ought to be pissed. People really ought to be pissed. And, and, he, and you know who should be pissed the most are the Democrats who have been cheerleading for this team for so long. I'm talking about the rank and file everyday Democrats who vote Democrat and they look at this and they ought to be pissed because they were taken advantage of. There's a lot of people and and this is one of this here right here. You know, I'm going to go against uh, uh, Jimmy Dore um, and uh, Dennis Miller, Adam Carolla. Mark Garagos, all of these other people who say that Hillary Clinton is going to run I, as of right now today. If Hillary Clinton ran, she would be a laughingstock. She would be a bigger laughingstock than Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. Well, yeah, but only only to people who don't believe in her. You know, I mean, the, the power belief cannot be understated, you know. Um, this sort of gets into the territory that we talked about last week with Michael Jackson and the rabid fans unable to believe that Michael Jackson did anything wrong and, and the cult of personality. Right. right. And we even mentioned last week during that podcast that it definitely applies in the area of politics. It absolutely does. It just, it's frustrating for those of us who are not part of that aspect of it. You know, I don't, I don't follow politics nearly as much as I used to, and I find that I don't have as many ulcers. But the frustration that I that I feel is knowing that they're much like we were talking about earlier with the conspiracy theorists on whether it's flat Earth or the moon landing or that there's reptilian humanoids running the, the, the world. doesn't matter what the conspiracy theory is. These people in each party, whether they're Democrat or Republican, are just as vehement, just as virulent in their beliefs that there's no amount of evidence 
that can ever get them to realize that their side is just as bad as the there just isn't i just doesn't exist there's no way i wonder and i think about this often i think often about watergate and what it must what must it have been like for republicans to see what was going on with watergate and what made so many republicans finally snap and point the finger at nixon and say no you're done we're 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 done covering for you um i was listening to an interview and somebody was talking about um nixon's next to last day he was having lunch with some fellow republicans and say how many votes do we have how many how how can we avoid the articles of impeachment and the republicans he was having lunch with this is they have all the votes to impeach and i'm one of them (laughs) one of one of his friends one of his friends who was a republican had said no no i'm one of the i'm one of the republicans who are voting for impeachment. i love you to death dick, tricky dick but i'm voting yeah. for impeachment that would never ever happen nowadays because loyalty to the party now is much more important than personal integrity than um it's just yeah it's just not going to happen I just, it, it, yeah. it never will just that's not the way our politicians operate now because as we've mentioned earlier in previous podcasts, yeah. when you get to Congress, you get asked who you're going to caucus with. Yeah. You're either on the Republican side or the Democrat side. Yeah. There's no, I'm going to be Democrat on this, Republican on that. None of that. No, you're yeah. either with the Republicans or you're with the Democrats. So regardless of all the third parties we, we vote for, there is never the system right now, the bureaucracy right now, the, the stuff that the the unelected off officials within our government within the legislative branch of our government have yeah. actually written the rules so that it's a two-party system yeah. no matter how many parties you have yeah and that's sad and that's unfortunate because you have you have two sides i mean that's just human nature there's sort of like well, this binary notion of there has to be two sides just one side and versus the other side you know i i and i don't and there are times I wish that we could abolish the two-party system. I really do. But the thing yeah. is, it's human nature. I mean, us against them is human nature. You know, it is. And it's frustrating, yeah. right? I mean, we should be... If people paid more attention, people can accept nuances. Yeah. I mean, that was what we were told. Remember when John Kerry was running against Bush? That's what we were told all the time. He's more nuanced than George Bush is. Yes. Which is basically code for he's smarter than George Bush and you know it. Yeah. Is what they were really saying. They just didn't want to come out and say it because they knew what that sounded like. Yeah. And the truth is that we are nuanced when we want to be, but we just, it's lazy thinking. We don't want to be. It's easier to have this side and that side. It's easier to say, okay, you're a Yankees fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. It's easier to say, you know, whatever great rivalries out there, I guess, I don't know, the Celtics versus the Cowboys, whatever the fuck it is. They, yep. It's easy f- to have that because yep. you don't have to put any effort into your thinking. Yeah. You don't have to put any effort into politics. You just know that if the parenthetical letter after their name matches yours, they're good. Yep. And if it doesn't, they're bad. It's lazy thinking. 
Yeah. And that's why people will complain about the government all they want. But the truth is we have the government we elected in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, and so I, before we move on to our next topic, Jay, um, mm-hmm. is any, what do you think? What, what's your prediction? Do you think that anything is going to come of this? The whole thing with Loretta Lynch and Lisa Page testimony, Hillary Clinton obviously mishandled secure information on a server. What's going to, what do you think yeah, is going to come Yeah, it just, all this, all this is, the reason why this is coming out now, first of all, there are going to, nothing is going to come of this in terms of, there's going to be no legal action taken or anything like that. Hillary Clinton has already said she's not running for president. I don't so believe it's her. fine for this to come I, out. I don't believe her. No, it, she, it has to be good now because now this is going to sink. This is going to be used to sink her campaign. First of all, by fellow Democrats. I'm going to use your point. And then I'm if gonna, she manages yeah, to survive that, it'll be the general public that's going to get that's going to get all this stuff thrown in their face again. I, and, I, will, I will use your point against you. I don't mean to uh, interrupt you again. No, go ahead. There's the level of arrogance, Jay. It's the level of arrogance. I don't believe for a minute that Hillary Clinton doesn't believe that she's not going to get away with it. Did I make sense? Did I did I say a double negative? I honestly believe that Hillary Clinton thinks that she can spin this as um like a conspiracy theory by by conservatives. I think she's I think she she genuinely believes that she could get away with this. People are going to I'm, forget I, because yeah. Trump is that horrible. Trump is so horrible that the people who do believe that she mishandled information are willing to overlook it because Trump is that bad. And she believe she must believe that. Um I think you're I think you're right. I think it's that arrogance is still there. I think she honestly believes that. And, you know, if you think about it through that lens, then it is very possible that that's why it's coming out now as well. Because if it comes out now, then when she runs later in the year, she announces her candidacy or whatever, she can already say, oh, that's old news. Remember? Yeah. Because, you know, four people died. What does it matter? Yeah. Remember? In her hearing to find out about her negligence... She basically threw the other side's line back in their faces. Yeah. And that's exactly what she can do now. Oh, that's old news. That's old news. I I bet you, know you I, mean? I bet you she has the Podesta brothers hanging out with her in in, in Chappaqua. I almost said Chappaquiddick. <laughs> 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 They're sitting around wondering. How can they spin this and say it's not a big deal? And I promise you, they're going to bring up everybody else's um, illegal email servers that they, that they had. I I bet you that they are scheming to throw other people under the bus. Well, they've got a list of of how to put it. They they have they have their list of okay. You bring this up, I'm going to bring this up. Yeah kind of a thing do you want this brought up in public because i'll bring it up and you know damn well i will yeah you know it's just absolute it the corruption in our government people are always constantly underestimated yeah there is 
I mean, we have elected officials. I am convinced I don't have any evidence of it because all the evidence is in the people who are just as guilty. We have people in office right now who are probably guilty of murder, who are guilty, guilty of rape, aggravated assault, any one of the violent crimes you could attribute to yeah. the worst thug on the street. We have some in office that can that there's evidence out there that could get them prosecuted. But they don't get prosecuted because they've got that evidence on enough people on the other side. Yeah. That it's a wink and a nod. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. They're awful. Wink, wink. You know, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating and so bad. And I keep coming back to that news story. It was a local news story in Massachusetts. I want to say it was 10, 12 years ago or something like that. There was a sheriff that, that lost his job because he said, we do not ticket people. We do not arrest people. We arrest wallets. We ticket wallets. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And it's it's 100% correct. I mean, there's there's stories out there about, I guess, um, college admissions. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the next the, story that we were going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what it is, is if you have enough money, if your wallet is thick enough, if you've got enough money, you can get anything done. Yeah. You can get your kids into college, whether regardless of how stupid they are, they're oh, going to yeah. get into a good college. They may even get out with a degree because, you know, what's one more degree? It's not going to hurt anything because yeah. they've diluted their product so much. Who cares? And if you've got a thick enough wallet, you know, you can you can avoid prosecution for things. You know, you just got to make sure you spend that money wisely Yeah, is what it boils down to. There was an episode of... Um, leverage where the leverage team was going after of course a conservative republican but they're going after a politician and one of the 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 guy that they were going after the corrupt businessman one of the things he said was the wisest thing you can invest in is politics yeah because there's an 85 percent retention rate in the house of representatives and it's a 90 it's over 90 percent when you get into the senate yeah and if you put them in your pocket, you've got that until they're gone, until oh, they yeah. decide to retire. Oh, yeah. And the scary thing about that is, is that's true. Those retention rate numbers at the time, because I remember when I first saw the episode, I looked it up and I'm like, holy shit, that's oh, spot yeah. on. Oh, they're yeah. absolutely correct. Absolutely. So, so, you know, because everyone just keeps voting for the incumbent, well, my life's not so bad right now. I'm just going to vote incumbent. Right. And I understand that. I've mentioned before, you know, I I have no problem with how my current congressman votes as my right. representative in the House. I have no problem with how he votes. Yeah. I have problems with some of my senators, with one of my senators in any way. But, right. you know, he's, he's announced his retirement, so the new guy's coming in, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like him either. Right. But, you know, it just – you have to – as a citizen, you have to be paying attention to what the people who represent you are doing. Yeah. But less and less we care about that. Uh, less and less we care. Do we care about our own moral turpitude? I guess we 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 care less about what that means that we're associating with people of a certain caliber. Yeah. Right. And on the one hand, that's good because now you know some people are being given second chances. But on the other hand. We don't care what we're attaching our name to anymore. 
especially with the internet being as pervasive as it is and with people going back 30 fucking years to find out that stupid joke costume you did when you were in college because you right. were drunk at the time right. is now something you've got to absolutely apologize for because it was such a mistake. Yeah. You know? There is no forgiveness, and it's forever. The court of public opinion does not have any um, statute of limitations. Oh, yeah. The court of limit. The court of public opinion is eternal. So, because of that, to some extent, anyway, we don't give a shit about who represents who, us in government. Who cares, Jack? I, who cares? Yeah. And and why should we? Yeah. They're no, they're no more, don't know, you know, hell, if I was there, I'd do the same fucking thing. I might as well get rich. Fuck them. Why not? How, how is it that these senators and congressmen only make a, a couple hundred thousand dollars every year, but, but after being there a couple of years, they're multimillionaires. Why is that, Jay? Why is that? Now, I know. You and I both know. Oh, we, we, <laughs> we know. We know. We know that there's some insider trading. They know that a bill is going to be passed and it's going to be good for a certain company, so they invest in that company, mm-hmm. and and they get up, they get a, you know, they get an early in. They get to go in on a ground floor after a bill has been passed. That, that's how, that's how it works, and mm-hmm. it, it's it, it it disgusts me to think that there are people who don't think that there's that level of corruption in their political party. And, and I think that that is the huge problem. And people don't understand the frustration that somebody like my, that I have with these celebrities. Um, like this, like this hot chick who used to be on Full House. Lori, what's uh, Lori? Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. She's in the center of this. And she, and she and her husband have been arrested for bribing a, um, an admissions officer at a university to get her kid into college. And, and you know, I mean, here's the question. How do you find out? How do you find out who to bribe? How do you go about finding out? You and I, hold on. You and I don't have enough money to find out. Yeah. Because if you've got enough money, they'll make themselves known. Really, is that is that how corruption works? Because I don't know. I've never been in the position that I can think of where I've had yeah. the opportunity to, to to corrupt a politician. I've never had the opportunity either, but that's that's how corruption works. People who are corrupt will let you let, are able to recognize. It's like let you know that there are integrities for sale. Comparison. Right, exactly. It's like pedophiles can can predict can look at a group of children and tell which one would be a good victim, right? It's the same thing. A corrupt politician knows who would be a good mark for them to grease the right palms, you know, get their palms greased. So it's just one of those things. If you're in that world, if you're in that environment, you learned the the subconscious signals that people put out that shows that they're willing to play ball. Right. I am available. You know? I am available to play ball. My integrity is for sale at the right price. That's exactly it. I have a. I have integrity, sir. That means you've got to <laughs> add another couple zeros before exactly. the decimal point. That's exactly. Exactly. And we also you know, have to just, take extra measures to not get caught. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And it's just so. It's so infuriating and so frustrating because you see it. You see it in a lot of aspects of life. I mean, you yeah. see it in. in employment you see it in um 
and college. And don't get me started on college. Colleges, colleges in this country are, first of all, they opened up the floodgates and just decided they were going to let everybody in, right? Yeah. Which, in and of itself, is not a bad thing. Yeah. But you can't continue to do that and then claim that your graduates are among the elite. No, you if can't. anyone no. can get into the club, it's no longer an elite club. If you can you pay, know? see, it's an elite club if you can afford to grease the skids. But it's not a meritocracy well, anymore. But even then, the government is willing to help you grease those palms. Right. And because the government, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and all those secured loans that the that, by the way, the only loan that if you claim bankruptcy, you cannot erase is a student loan. Yeah, because nearly all student loans are backed by the federal government. Yep. So you claiming bankruptcy, you still owe that money. Yeah, there's no way you're getting rid of it. None. Yep. No way you're getting rid of it unless you pay it off. That's the only way to get rid of it. Yeah. So because it's government's money, it's quote unquote free money, right? So because of that, there's no there's no check or balance within the the economics of education. There's no checks or balance. Yep. I think I saw something that said books have gone up six hundred percent. College textbooks have gone up six hundred percent. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Since when you and I graduated high school. Yeah. And college tuition has gone up over a thousand percent. Yeah. Since you and I graduated high school. Yeah. That means that the, the high school, the college that I went to had a tuition, a yearly tuition of, I want to say it was somewhere around um, five or six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It was a state school. It was not terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you apply that thousand percent increase, that same tuition is now fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's insane. It is. That's insane. And when they say tuition, they don't mean just tuition because it's not you're paying the tuition cost, but then you pay so much for every course, you pay right. so much for room and board, you pay so much for this, so much for that. They've got these fees added in, and they've got these things tacked on, and that's how you get to those high prices. Yeah. And the government is only paying towards the pure tuition. They're not playing, paying any of the, get the, the class fees. They're not paying any of the room and board or anything like that. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. And, yeah. and now you cannot apply for a student loan without your parents' signet, co-signing on. No, you cannot. Geez, There's yeah. no way you can get a student loan without your parents yeah. signing on to it. Yep. It just doesn't exist. You cannot do that. Well, and what and why aren't people more pissed too? That's another thing. That's what. Well, pe- I people think just they're ex- pissed, but what can they do about? It? I don't think anyone knows what they can do about. It. What are you going? Who do you sue? Because it's every college. It's not like there's one governing board that says this. You can sue one college for that, but then what about the other colleges? This is you know? this has everything to do once again going back to deregulation. Whenever there is deregulation, there's rampant corruption. And here's a question. Before I shoot my mouth off any more than I already have, has there ever been regulation on college and university tuition? Has there ever been a time when government said to state schools, you can't charge that much? No. There's never been. Okay. No. They, so, only, they only 
they only do that to private industry. They never do that with their, with themselves. Okay. So I think maybe, I think that maybe you might see some demands for uh, regulation. I think that's inevitable. Yeah, but at the same time, what good is it going to do? How is that going to rein in their expenses? How is that going to rein anything in? How, here's the other how thing, How do you right? rein in expenses be, as well? Well, that's just it. Colleges don't run like businesses. Everyone says they do, but they really don't. You don't think so, huh? Because businesses know have to businesses have to take stock of what the value of their product is. And they push the boundaries on it. And they always push and try and charge more because they want to see, okay, how much are they going to tolerate for this? Right. And then they start charging, they get to a point where they see that their sales are going down, so then they scale back the cost. And then they the sales pick up again, and then they find that sweet spot. And it takes yeah. a while to find it, but that's how businesses operate. Yeah, colleges don't; they just charge more every year, yeah. every every semester, they just more, 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 and they overcharge. And people pay it. Why? Because you can't get anywhere in life without a college education. Yeah. Yep. As always, Jay. You know, it, it's I'm not and I don't want this show to be a downer. They make a shit ton of money. No. It, it, well, I, I don't want it to be a downer either. But at the same time, I mean, we're talking about corruption in the government. We're talking about conspiracy theories and we're talking about college costs. It's kind of hard to be upbeat about any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's and it just it gets so frustrating. Because I think we as a society have lost sight of our own individual sense of honor and yeah. our own guiding post on the kind of things we want to, we're willing to tolerate. Right. I think we're willing to tolerate pretty much anything at this point. I think it's going to be in 10 years, it'll be a competition between the people running for office. Who's had the most scandals going into office, <laughs> you know, uh, see pictures coming out It'll probably be very graphic pictures at some point because that's the way the world's going as well the yeah pornification of the of you know um it's i at, at some point there's going to be a tipping there's going to be the pendulum's going to stop going that way and it's going to start swinging the other way yeah just like the 60s was a reaction to the to the really restrictive 50s the rigidity of the 50s we're still going What's that? This, the, I, and here's the problem. We're, we're actually having problems with our internet connection, so we'll probably have to wrap this up in a, in a couple yeah. of minutes. Um, so, um, no, because I, I, keep, we keep hearing about people saying that there's going to be a revolution. There's going to be a civil war. And I cannot help but wonder, ah, shit, yeah. That's, that, that, that right there, that is inevitable. There's, there is going to be some kind. People are just going to snap and just not put up with this anymore. And it says that, yeah. You're, you're, if, believe it or not, it says here, it says, it says that you're disconnected, but I just heard your voice. <laughs> That's how funky your internet is right now. I, I, I mean, with all, with all the scandals that are going on right now, there has to be a point that people are going to snap. People are going to say, no, no more. We're done. We're done with this. We're done with what you. Kill, what kills me is every time there's a new scandal, I say, oh, this is it. This is it. No one's going to want to put 
put up with that shit. And then another one comes out that's even worse. And I'm like, really? And then another one comes out, and I'm like, all right, this is it. This they, they, People can't possibly justify this. They're going to start rebelling. Yeah. And they don't. So I don't know when it's going to happen. At some point, it, it will. Yeah. I've heard that the, um, the generation that's in high school right now is more... Um, more conservative than the previous generations were, so maybe that tipping point has started. Maybe, maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Maybe because the other thing to remember is that um, while there are conservative campuses out there, there's far more liberal campuses out there. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of indoctrination that's going on within the education process, politically speaking. Yeah. There's and. I'm going to get in trouble with my brother if he ever hears this because he goes ballistic on me whenever I say shit like that. But it is happening. Um, it's not happening in as big numbers. And it's not as big of a problem, I think, as some pundits like to make it out to be. But it is happening, and it's happening yeah. on both sides. I, you know, I, you, yeah. And I, I do think that people are going to start snapping. People, I think people are snapping. I think you're looking at the fact that it was just like um, – these people who who have been invited to talk at, at at colleges who lean conservative are barred from speaking because you have groups like Antifa blocking their uh, blocking the audience to go into the auditorium or the death threats against the guests, and all that does is that okay, all right, so this person has a death threat against him. So so what does he say that is so horrible? And then, and then it, it's like with banned books. Name a banned book. Oh, 1984 is a banned book. How come it's a banned book? Oh, let me see if I can get a copy of that. Oh, I'm, I got to read this banned book and see what's right. inside of it. Banned Kill a Mockingbird was banned at one point. Oh, my God. What's inside Kill a Mockingbird? We got to read what's inside this book. What don't right. they want us to hear? Good job. Right. And now Atticus Finch is considered the greatest action hero in movies. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. There is a shooting scene in A Kill a Mockingbird, but it had more to do with a rabid dog than anything else. And as I recall, Atticus Finch wasn't involved. No, no. He actually shot the rabid dog. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Ooh, action. <laughs> you know? And Stephen King embellished that and made Cujo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't run. He's. I got to be careful what I say because people think that it's like they don't hear my sarcasm. So, yeah. I, but I, because I, I, I did get a message from my beautiful wife, and I'm going to play our 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 uh, um, our signing off music already here. Would you like to dance with me? <laughs> so Jay. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, how do we want to wrap yeah, up? The sh- how do you want to wrap up the show? Well, I'd like to lay it down on a nice feather bed, silk sheets, of course, in front of a fireplace, nice glass of wine, candlelight. <laughs> the words of this song are absolutely horrifying. Holy fuck! <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can they, I, they can't even play that on the radio anymore, can they? I would like to find out if they can. Oh my gosh. 
This is just, oh my god. I, I would, I think we should end the show here with a consensus that corruption is rampant and love songs from the 70s were super, super creepy and a little weird. (laughs) I think we can agree on that. I think we can agree on that. I think, yes, that is absolute truth. And doesn't the and the lead singer from Doctor Hook looks just like Damian Lewis from <laughs> Band of Brothers? I'm but does like, he? It, does it? Is that Damian Lewis? <laughs> that is hilarious. Captain Winters. <laughs> oh my gosh, Captain! I, I have to admit, you know, I I saw I saw Band of Brothers before I saw Dreamcatcher. Yeah, and when I saw Damian Lewis in Dreamcatcher. I was like, Dick Winters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if Dick Winters came out of retirement to to hunt aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's not hunting aliens, <laughs> he's laying oh down some smooth tracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sharing the podcast together. Are we sure that there isn't are we sure there isn't a line in that song where he says throwing a little something in your drink? You know, are we sure that's not a line? Because I'm gonna publish the lyrics oh, on the show page. Yes, uh, yes, the... that has to happen. Oh my gosh. But we are in a consensus though about how yes. how corruption yes. has you know, in all walks of life. And it's not its not conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. Yes. So. Absolutely. All right, Jay. I, I, got, I have to let you go because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taking um, the missus to the Flower and Garden Show in Boston. Oh, very nice. Enjoy yeah. that, man. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that. and But yeah, I ha- I'm going to have to run some errands and then uh, take care of some other stuff. So, yeah. Well, have a good weekend, sir, and we'll talk to you soon. I will. All right. Talk to you later, Jay. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can be a part of the Metaphysical Connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find jazz-era counterculture, vintage threads, lost history, conspiracies, the paranormal, and space news. You can also join our Facebook group, at facebook.com groups the metaphysical connection both platforms are great ways to join our growing community connect with other friends of the show and find out what's coming up in next week's episode most importantly you can support the show by hitting the patreon button on all of our show pages metaphysicalpodcast.com patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience heads up about future episodes and other exclusives want some metaphysical connection swag of your own Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 
Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.